0: You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com.
1: Welcome to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, coming to you live from the 2022 Sexy Marriage Radio getaway. Everybody say hello. (laughs) (laughs) Where once again, um, we're getting together with some of the sexiest people on the face of the planet. True
0: that, yeah.
1: You included,
0: Pamela. Thank you. you. Uh,
1: Absolutely. Uh, But yeah, this is uh, one of the fun things we get to do when we do the getaway. This year, uh, a bunch of people came and joined us in Indianapolis, Indiana. Cool town, by the way.
0: Yeah, our seventh getaway, the first time we ever left Texas for a getaway. And it's been an absolute treat up here in Indy. It
1: absolutely has. And so those of you that missed out, um, sorry that you missed out, but... Maybe next time. Maybe next time. But we'll, we'll, but just since you're uh, tuning in to Sexy Marriage Radio, uh, we're glad that you do. And the way you can let us know what's going on in your mind or what questions you may have or how you want to add to the conversation, you can call us at 214-702-9565 or email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com where all of these are used as f- either questions that we cover on the show or conversations that round out the dialogue mm-hmm. or feedback that they want for us or tell us where we got it wrong. I'm good with that. Let us know because we all get better. And we also ask the nation and those of you that are here during lunch break, rate and review the show, follow, tell everybody that's in your booth near you at the restaurants you go to. I want you to scream about Sexy Marriage Radio. Just let them know, No, create a scene, downtown Indy, no problem at all. Uh, but help spread the word that sexy marriage radio, or married sex is the hotbed for sex. And we got this that came in, Pam, of a guy that sent me a message saying um, he just wanted to let everybody know or let us know how thankful he was for sexy marriage radio, particularly the academy. He listened for a while and was seeing some really good results and decided, I want to do something that supports you.
0: Oh, sweet. And of so him. he joined okay. the
1: academy, okay. not really thinking he'd get much out of it, but lo and behold, he's had a, gotten a ton out of it and he's loved it. And oh. so he just wanted to make sure he said thanks and he's got a great support for what we do and he's found all the people in the academy to just be incredibly helpful and beneficial and he's so glad he's a part of that community. So
0: well, thank you for <laughs> joining. I think I mean, appreciate you wanting to support us, but so glad that you're g- actually getting something in response to Absolutely. that, right? And the way That's you can fabulous. find more
1: about that is smrnation.com/smracademy. So coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio is a couple of questions that have come in uh, to wrap up a past episode and then a new question that's come in that's been in the queue for just a little bit. And then on the extended content today... um, those of you that are listening to this episode, you get the surprise because as we're recording this, I don't know what the extended content's going to be because we're not recording it here while we're at the getaway.
2: <laughs>
0: all right, well, let's just rock and roll So then.
1: <laughs> all that's coming up on today's show.
2: <laughs> hey, Dr. Helen and Pam. I'd like to push back, come on a foul ball in the most respectful way possible. I'm a long time listener to the show. I love the work you guys do. You said in episode 574, but you're not the moral police when asked should a young engaged woman take her fiance for a test run before the wedding night to ensure she approved of the size of his equipment. I understand not everyone that listens in the nation has a biblical worldview, but I think over the years you've made it clear that you and Paham do. It seems to me that you were suggesting that she try to reason to check things out. I know you have a daughter, and maybe you have advised her in this way, but I don't know. Um, I have four daughters, if one of my girls were to ask you the same question, what would you say? I've always been under the impression that SMR's mantra was, the best sex happens in the marriage bed. I guess I'm confused. Are you endorsing sexual experience outside the marriage bed? You often have said sex is not just the penis in the vagina. Please help. full respect to you, Pam.
1: So this is the episode that went on a couple weeks back.
0: It had a bunch of questions from Instagram.
1: Questions that had come in from Instagram. And one of the questions was, um, she was curious of what if I get stuck with a micro penis?
0: Yeah, her friends were, oh my goodness, you're not going to have sex beforehand. And so I made the
1: comment of, well, you know, when you're making out one time, just be in his lap and you kind of get an idea.
0: And this guy brings up a totally valid question Would you tell your your daughter that? Heck no.
1: You would not tell your daughter that.
0: (laughs) You would not tell your daughter that. Right.
1: So, and I, okay. I love the fact that he, because he's capturing all this perfectly. Mm -hmm. Because we've been adamant about, we don't want to be a moral police for people. Right. That because people will choose what people choose. Right. We have our beliefs in a biblical worldview where sex is confined to the relationship. That comment is born out of the fact of what the world is like that we live in that if there are concerns I've got about being stuck with some equipment that won't be satisfactory, if you will, well, it's likely people are messing around in some degrees or shape or form. And so that was what that comment was born out of. It's not necessarily a prescription of what you should do. It was more a description of what people do.
0: An assumption of what they might be doing. It was a description of
1: what people do. Okay. I mean, am I wrong? Am I wrong? I'm I'm looking at the audience. This makes no for one. great radio when I'm looking at the audience. Right? <laughs> and
0: they're silent. Yes. Um, no, I, I, it's very common to make an assumption that, that people are going to have some sort of activity Correct. going on. Correct. Um, if this lady's messaging in and maybe isn't doing any of that, there likely should not be a recommendation... To do something beyond that. Right. Make sense?
1: Right. No, I get it. And I get it. And this is where it gets dicey because it is that element of what would we tell our 17-year-old daughter if she had a legit concern of what if mm-hmm. I get stuck with a micro penis, dad? That would be an interesting opening to a conversation. Right. But there's also elements of, okay, one, ask the question to whoever it is you're interested in. I don't know if he would divulge that if that's actually what's going on with him, but you're upfront about it.
0: Well, number one, if you're getting married to him, you're going to be, hopefully, you're going to be able to be talking about this right. anyway. So, that, well, that goes it back to that I element
1: end. of if you can't talk about this aspect of what you want to do with somebody else, you're not ready to start doing it. That's one of the best sex adv- advices I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. If you can't talk about this with a person yet, you're not ready to do it. That's what we need to do, mm-hmm. is be having those conversations. But the other, because somebody else emailed, emailed in about this too, yeah. saying, um, well, You don't necessarily have to make out. Go swimming. (laughs) Swimsuits kind of are revealing sometimes. Does he ever wear sweatpants?
0: Well, unless you're in a cold, there's questions
1: you can. Well, it could be cold. Yes.
0: Like a scared turtle.
1: (laughs) 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 You're not wrong there too, but but it's recognizing that there's components of this that it's how do I because again. Is there really an issue about size when it's really what we've always had as that concept of it's who it's attached to? It's
0: who it's attached to. Who's it's the what person. do you know? How do you know how to use? Right. Your,
1: There's a whole lot more you. going on. Yeah. And so if I am basing the status of a relationship long term on what is the size and the possibilities, well, you're already set for some failure and some struggle because you're setting your bar really, really low or small keep it in context
0: yeah well and and so that's just maybe maybe that's just re-emphasizing the answer to that person's question he was calling in specifically saying okay Dr. Allen here's what I expect it it didn't it didn't seem
1: to jive with the message we've had and he caught on that that's true it didn't Mm -hmm. it was an offhanded comment that was made and that gets those get me in the most trouble in the entirety of my life are the offhanded comments right and so but it was really born out of this is what i see going on a whole lot more or here going on a whole lot more than actually yeah this is what you should do right because if i'm really concerned about that i can find some pointed questions and some conversations that maybe i can glean some data and there's also the chance that that person is lying to me well that's the case with every single one of us when we got married too and even as we're married there's a chance I've pinned my partner down and they're lying to me. Yep. Am I willing to take the risk and be committed still? That's what I see, That's what how we see marriage go forward. Okay. So summer is the time of year when our lawns, our hedges, everything around our landscape actually can get out of control. And that happens in our body too. But it doesn't have to happen if you have Manscaped, which is one of our sponsors today. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and these products are so good that you'll want to be keep using them, both for you and your wife, possibly, because they're great for female use, too. You can save big if you use our discount code SMR and get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. So whether you and your spouse like to go fully bald or you just want a safe trim, Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. The grooming package I highly recommend is the Performance Package 4.0. Inside is the Lawnmower 4.0. That's the trimmer designed to reduce grooming accidents and shave hair on loose skin thanks to ceramic blades and advanced skin safe technology. It has an LED light to get precise as possible. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. No more messes on the bathroom floor. The second best tool in the performance package is the Weed Whacker. It's the fine-tuned nose and ear hair trimmer that's one of the best nose hair trimmers on the market. And no one likes nose hairs. They have a bunch of other products on their website to help you and your spouse maximize their confidence and grooming games. So get 20% off plus free shipping when you use our code SMR at manscaped.com. So an email that came in that a guy that joined the my.smrnation.com platform, he actually sent this message directly to me and he said, what brought me to sign up is, is I've recently started suffering from retroactive jealousy. I've been married for just under three years. We've been together for four. I was previously married to my high school sweetheart, so she was the only one I'd had been with until my divorce. After her, I dated and I slept with a few women. My current wife was married, but single longer than I, and, and she also had had more partners than I did. A few weeks ago, we opened up somewhat and talked about our past, which I loved because I, thought, I felt it brought us closer, which is interesting because there's that element of we start talking about our history with each other or before each other, and I feel bonding, but then there's this element like he's going to pick up on that it's like, I don't know if I wanted to know all that. Right. Yeah. So he said, well, three weeks ago, I was upgrading her phone. And for some dumb reason, I decided to go through her text and found one where she sent a topless pic to someone that she did date before me. And it was a few months into our relationship. So there was an overlap when they had just started dating. Okay. She quite hadn't quite moved on. That's kind of the way I'm reading this time frame. Well, it just happened once. Once we talked about it. I And I did confess that I was looking at other women in our marriage bed while she was sleeping. So we prayed and we did forgive each other and moved on. So there's this element of he's not innocent in this whole thing either with pornography. Oh, okay. So it's like, I, I I hear this as he didn't try to make a moral stance. He's like, hey, let me kind of tell you what my world has been like too. Okay. Okay. So last week, for some reason, things got the better of me and I went through her phone again. But this time I read the past text with the guys she dated and talked dirty to. After that, I'd been spinning, and the OCD part of me of retroactive jealousy kicked in. She told me that it had been a year and a half since she slept with someone, but I saw a text that looked like it may have been a few months before she met me. The dumb part is, I think I told her that it had been some time for me also, when it was really about a week or two before we met. My problem is, I can't stop obsessing about what I saw, and I know it shouldn't matter because it was before me. And besides, that one pick, she's been completely faithful." I even saw in the same text that I think she told a friend that the sex she had with me, the sex she had with a guy with before me, that I was the sweetest person she'd ever met and one of the greatest lovers. So she's even recognizing she's got a good catch right now. I, shouldn't be, I should be holding on to that, but the OCD part of me keeps kicking in. What do I do? So what do they do, Pam.
0: Let it go, let it go. I mean, um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, well, I, I obviously defer to you on most of these, um, but I'm looking at this. Was all before you guys met. I get being je- maybe being jealous about something if she's bringing up
1: okay. Uh, well, so you're not as good let,
0: as this guy.
1: Well, no, but let's jump on this though, because I think what we get jealous about with our past. The retroactive jealousy he's yeah. picking up on—it's not necessarily I'm jealous of the person and what all went down or whatever. I'm jealous of that aspect of her that maybe I don't feel like I have it. Okay. Maybe she doesn't talk dirty to him, and I saw now you're talking dirty to somebody else, and I really wish you would talk dirty to me. And mm. that, that sometimes can be born out of that's a better question I ask myself: of what is that tied to?
0: Okay. And have you ever talked dirty to her that she knows that that's something you want? Right? They are really green in their relationship. It sounds like they've not been together very long. Did
1: married I, for three, they, together for four.
0: They've been married for three, together for four. Yes. But the stuff he was finding was prior. Was all prior, prior relationships.
1: Both have been married before. Both but they, had,
0: but they've only been discussing those. The timing, I got a little confused on here. Okay. But still, it, it that's still pretty green. Okay. Um, they it, still don't it, quite
1: it, know the back office. Is what you're describing. Uh, yeah,
0: I just think that it's not like. In three years, with all of the history that they've had with the relationships, that stuff doesn't get worked out on a whim.
1: <laughs> it's true. <laughs>
0: Things take a while. And he's still feeling like, it sounds like he's still feeling like he has to have his stake in a, in the ground to claim his territory somehow.
1: Okay. Am I wrong on so, that? So it's born out of, he's he's trying to, he's, he's feeling like there's some, what's the right word, risk? Some possibility she's not all in some she's holding on to something so some well
0: he's clearly read in her text that he feels like she he's she says he's the the better lover so I don't know where his deficiency is and what, what he's thinking of himself um, but he's that's right. just what I'm reading so I'm okay where are you seeing this where well do you go with this when you heard it
1: well I think the first is that point I just made of I think a lot of times what we get caught up in is when I start to understand somebody and I start to have a relationship, like with you, when I have this relationship with you that's going on, you know, 29 years now, mm-hmm. there can be aspects of, man, I really wish you were X. That could be based on when we were dating, mm-hmm. which that's eons ago on how old we were at that point. So we are completely different people, but there can be aspects of, man, I wish that there was that novelty or that riskiness or that aspect that I really, you know, and that's what I'm really holding on to because I don't see that here. But then I can also, what I hear him saying possibly is this idea of, I maybe see aspects of my wife that I haven't seen in our relationship. And so how dare you? Because isn't it interesting, I'm looking for not, not, not show of hands, but nods with this in the audience that's here. Um, isn't it interesting how I can hold my partner, this is what he's doing, And that's fueling the retroactive jealousy. I can hold my partner to a standard I don't even keep myself. Right?
0: Yeah. Because he recognizes,
1: oh, yeah, I actually slept with somebody right before we met, even though I told her it was actually longer than that. And now she's, so it's just that element of, okay, so you're lying to me about this. What else are you lying to me about? That's one of the threads that can go. Mm Mm-hmm. What do I not know?
0: What do I not Which that's know? That's
1: another component of kindling on this fire.
0: And how am I kicking myself because I'm not being really truthful with you either?
1: That's where I think he starts is okay, rather than what's her house and the order they're in, get your house in order.
0: And it doesn't sound like he even knows why he's lying to her about it. We're, you know, we're being forthcoming on things. Why? Why did I even? Why did I even? omit some things.
1: Right. Well, does it make any sense? No, it doesn't. But again, I think that's part of the human nature of when I start to get trapped or I feel like I'm surprised by something. Sometimes my reaction is, how do I get out of this as fast as possible?
0: <laughs> or right? does it just make me feel better for you to think that you are the last one to do something? Because I can take a higher ground because I haven't. been. Oh, doing it the
1: much. old moral high ground.
0: Not that there's a high ground on either of these, but... No,
1: well, there's not a high ground on most marriages, actually. Right? Because the stances we take... Let's, okay, let's go this way. Maybe this helps with this retroactive jealousy. Okay. Okay? A lot of times what we do as human beings is when I come up against something that I'm struggling with, I will, as a human being, predominantly go either a one-up move or a one-down move to try to control a situation. Okay. Okay? The one-up move is the moral high ground. It's the better than. It's the stance. It's the, you should have. Why didn't you tell me? I can't believe you did that. It was those kinds of things where I'm kind of casting judgment on the situation. Okay. The one down move oftentimes is I can play the victim role. I can't Mm. believe you would do that. I don't even know who you are anymore. It's kind of that I'm pulling back and I'm reacting, hopefully to try to elicit a response of care or concern. And yeah, I know, I'm so sorry. And not trying to boost you back up, right? And so-
0: That's how I heard it too. Right. The victim role, yeah. There's this element
1: at play of when you can start to see this dynamic better, you start to recognize, okay, for him, you pick up on he did a one down move. That's that's what's kicking in his OCD on this issue Mm -hmm. of, at least that's what it sounds like when we're reading this. It could be more, don't know but it's understanding that's part of our process of growing up. We do this on all kinds of areas, right? That on on everything that we face in life, in marriage with somebody else, there's a chance where I'm going to try to control things and I'll do a one down move Mm -hmm. or I'll do the one up move. We do this as parents, right? I was raised and I have yet to say this to my kids, but I was raised whenever I questioned some edict that came down from mom or dad on high. Why do I have to do that? Because I said so. Oh, that's I've, a, I've said it. I know you have. I have not. I've been very careful. I know you have. <laughs> that was a one-up move on you right there I just made. Really? <laughs> but it's but it's seeing it as, that's that's because I, I felt like, okay, hold on. I don't want to be that. And so it's I, looking back, I realized those are just moves we all make. And they can be happening on these situations where now all of a sudden they get the better of me. Because that's what fuels the... I just got caught in and I went looking again because everyone that's ever been cheated on or get information that you can't quite make sense of in your head that creates this vicious cycle where I just think if more data will solve it. And most of the time I'm digging my own grave Mm. and I may even bring my partner in with me Mm. because now all of a sudden I don't recognize what's in front of me and I don't see how I've been culpable to and so what you picked up on, Pam, was his that aspect of him, of what's your culpability on this? Are you retroactively guilty or disappointed or honest about your baggage you're bringing in? Hmm. Are you dealing with that? And what does that mean? How do you handle that? And then you could ask the questions maybe better of, I'm just wrestling with this because the one thing I would say for couples that are here, um, since we've, they're privy to a lot more of what's going on with the getaway and all the, all the sessions we've done thus far. But one of the best things we can do when I'm facing these kinds of things where I come across something with my partner that it's like, I don't get it. I, it doesn't make sense. It seems out of character mm-hmm. it, or it's kind of titillating. It's like, I'm kind of intrigued by that. I'd like more. And now I get obsessed by it is I need to make the move of. How do I call out that dynamic and that aspect rather than I'm trying to pin them down? Explain yourself.
0: Well, it, OK, so that sounds like it's you're approaching them about something in them.
1: Well, it's her being able to it's him. I'm sorry. It's him being able to say to his wife, this has kind of thrown me. Yeah. Right. This yeah. is kind of I don't know what I need to do with this yet, but this has kind of thrown me. I'm better likely going to get my bearings back when I can be honest about that. Because maybe my answer has nothing to do with her.
0: I I would bet 99. I think you're absolutely right. Has nothing to do with her. It's pretty clear. He sees. uh, He's he's throwing up his hands, saying, "I don't really get this."
1: (laughs) I don't even know why I do this.
0: (laughs) I don't know why I do this (laughs) because, I I mean, he's laying out both sides of the argument. He already sees both sides of it. Right. You know. She's told me these things. Okay, she didn't tell me about these texts that I went digging through and didn't ask her for. And they were all before him, other than the one. He knows the stuff he hasn't been straightforward about. Voice those questions with her. What a time for the two of them to grow together for her to really see because she probably knows something weird's going on in his brain. So, what a time for the two of them to grow mm-hmm. together by bringing up and saying, I don't get this.
1: And this is where you get a chance to grow by understanding asking the questions creates better opportunities to clearly define our struggle. Maybe not find an answer right away, but I can define our struggle better. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. That's the power
0: mm-hmm.
1: of approaching this through a little bit of a different lens. Hey,
3: Corey, this is Richard. Great episode on testosterone. I um, I thought it was wonderful to hear the biology and the information behind that. I did think there was one question that was asked and was left unanswered, and it had to center around the whole male gaze area. She did a great job of talking about how it was a natural part of, I think, male sexuality the phrase she used was to objectify to a certain extent, and if she went through the testosterone piece, it became, to me, pretty clear what she meant, right? That was from a biological perspective. And she did start to wrap around to how we deal with that, um, you know, that men should not feel shame about it, that recognize it, understand it, say it's okay. And then she entered a question she said basically that men should talk to dad or another male model to determine how do I want to interact with this and who she is and pay attention to that when I know I'm really drawn to this physicality. And I appreciated her phrasing it as a question because she was telling men and boys to talk to men and she's not a man. The challenge, I think, or the reason I wanted to call is knowing that the church, some of the church, has had a problem with particularly, let's just purity culture or modesty, with really telling boys that they don't have to change and telling women that you know they need to dress differently so boys don't lust, for example, I think that potentially could carry over. Right? It would be possible for a man who had gotten teaching that let him off the hook when he was younger to simply say it's the way I was made, God made me this way, so she just needs to understand or deal with it. And I don't think that's the right answer. So as a man, here's what I would say if I was talking to somebody else. Now that a man or a boy understands the role testosterone plays and the possibility that it could contribute to a negative objectification of women, he now has the responsibility to grow, to train himself, to treat that person with the attractive parts is a whole person who is equally and wonderful made who deserves the same respect and friendship that he does. And I would tell men who are in a position of leading and mentoring other men that they need to actively and specifically say that to the boys and the younger men that they lead. Wrap up something like that where we learn how to deal with it and learn how to treat others as God intended them to be treated. And I think that makes that episode Wonderfully solid. Thank you, Corey.
1: So that's just a follow-up from the testosterone episode. I think he is spot on because Carol Hooven, Dr. Carol Hooven, takes that took that stance of the biology of us. She's an evolutionary biologist, so mm-hmm. she's just looking at mm-hmm. the mammalian species, and that has been used to the detriment of a lot of people. Right? Well, that's just men being men. And it's been incredibly destructive. And so there does need to be a message that adds to it, just like he's saying. That the way I think of this is when a man tells me, well, I'm just being a man. I'm like, okay, hold on. There's a difference. Your biology might be, I have this male gaze and I objectify women and I look at them. But to what end? Because every species does. But what makes the human species different is we are not among the canine and primate species we see humans as humans hopefully as individuals and we need to honor who they are not the parts of them only and i love that framework that he's that he's saying i don't think we, I don't think we say it any better than that
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's just the idea that what what needs to be out there is this message that yes there's a difference fundamentally between men and women of who we are uniquely but I, we believe here that god <laughs> We are beautifully and wonderfully made. God made man. God made woman. And there's a synergy and a connectedness that comes from that. And men need to be better men. And women need to be better women. And we all need to be better as the creatures we were defined to be. I love it.
0: That's it.
1: (laughs) This has been Sexy Marriage Radio. If we left something undone or... There's something else that needs to be said on anything that we've covered today. We ask you to let us know, 214-702-9565. You can also email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. To those of you in the audience today, uh, thank you so much for hanging with us. To those of you that are listening today, thank you so much for hanging with us. And we'll see you next time.